Hey, who's ready for an episode to hear how fucking old I am? I'm sure these bozos are. They're going to make fun of me the whole time. Yep, I've already got one in tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. I, hey, I don't want to get cut. Got me the, yeah, you're in the running, okay? <laughs> I think you're in the head getting cut. Uh, hi, this is the Video Game Hour, and this week we are going to be talking about coming-of-age stuff to line up with the Harris uh, coming-of-age theme. And we're going to talk about what we played growing up. And I'm Connor McGraw. I'm the, the Alan Muir of Twitter. Twitter's Twitter's own Alan Muir, apparently. And I am Facebook's Hunter Davenport. Right. I'm uh, I'm the Grim Reapers, Connor McGraw, apparently, I guess. <laughs> He's just coming to get me any day now, because 30 means death. Uh, so what I played is going to be drastically different from what you guys played as kids. Um, so it's really kind of up in the air. Who wants to start this whole thing? Because I have some goodies. Uh, I'll start since I'm the middle. Since I'm in the middle right now. Not, you're not quite the baby. I'm not quite Hunter. I'm not nope. you. Wow. Yet. <laughs> uh... Technically, I. So wait, am I the youngest here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You fucking oh, child. Okay. <laughs> I like this. I feel uncomfortable. Yeah, you goddamn, you goddamn millennial. <laughs> That's what I'm supposed to do. Right? I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to uh, lecture you and be angry, be mean to you because you're born a certain year. <laughs> yeah. Um, Goddamn millennials are killing the napkin industry. <laughs> well, thank you, well, yeah, we are. There, that's an actual headline I saw somewhere. Anyway, uh, Alan, what was your first game console? The Nothing. Su- cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the Super Nintendo. Uh, I didn't have a Super Nintendo until the PlayStation came out. Because my mother hated video games. Probably still does. And now you have a podcast about them. Now I literally talk about them on a weekly basis. Uh, yes. People to listen to. For who, who aren't my mother, because I don't even know if she knows what a podcast is. But technically, I, I did play some Street Fighter uh, 2 on Sega Genesis. Uh, played the wrong version. I am probably one of the three of us who never owned a Sega Genesis. So... I was a Sega kid. This is this is me coming out. <laughs> I I didn't. My first Nintendo console was a Nintendo sixty four. But um, growing up, the only game I would ever play, and this is true, is Batman Forever. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that game. Yeah, so hard. But it's all I had. I actually never owned a Sega console. Period. I you know. I, I really like I like Sega I think Sega gets a bad rap that the Dreamcast is a great console um the Genesis uh, Sega Saturn I think is very underrated yeah so is Master System yeah all, like all these they had good hardware they just you know they, they couldn't compete they were the Nintendo of the 80s and 90s yeah no yeah they were, they were just like they were the um, were the the, the the big competition. Like you had 
Oh, no, no, I'm talking about Nintendo right now. Oh. I wouldn't say that. Nintendo's doing fine right now. No, and they were they were solid competition. They didn't really start uh, blundering until the Dreamcast, actually. Yeah. Um, well, I guess the, the, the road to blunder can be traced back to, like, the Tower of Genesis. We got this thing, you stick in your Genesis. Now we got this thing, you can stick in the thing in your Genesis. Now we got this thing, you can stick in the thing that's already in the thing in the Genesis. <laughs> you ever seen that picture of like it's like a it's like a 32x and a Jaguar and then like a 32x and then a Jaguar and then a 32x and a Jaguar with Sonic and Knuckles and Sonic Three at the top. And, and Knuckles, <laughs> like they were really obsessed with modular stuff. Like it's kind of weird just thinking. Right Which back. is it's funny because like instead of making a new console, they would just make a port. Yeah, yeah. Or, like make it like, like just make a thing that you could stick in your console that's slightly upgraded it. I have a. I have a. Into Lincoln Longs, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Sega had lock-on technology. Yeah, they did. They had lock-on technology. Sonic, like how basically how Sonic or Knuckles could appear in the first two, or Sonic Two and Sonic Three. They also had they also blast processing, but we won't talk about that. Yeah, that's our OSW review. Um, so my first console was technically a PC, because instead, my mother hated video games, wanted nothing to do with them, she wouldn't let me watch the Power Rangers, that's how just, just motherly she was. Um, lots of misplaced, uh, like, censoring me from lots of stuff, it was weird, uh, because I blossomed into someone who just craved that stuff all the time. So, I played lots of computer games that people probably have long since forgotten about, or have never even heard of. Uh, I was a big Doom kid, but I played Doom on, like, DOS, which means that to open Doom, I had to go to the command prompt and type in CD backslash Doom. And then it would give me a directory of all the files related to Doom, and I had to pick the one that launched the game. The Doom.exe? Yes, I had to manually type all that shit in. And since the computer was my dad's, he didn't want everybody on it all the time, so he had actually rigged the command prompt in DOS for a password, but it wouldn't just ask you for a password, it would just with a little black screen and white text pop up and say, what is thy bidding, my master? <laughs> that is great. Because my dad is as big a nerd as I am. Um, and I didn't own a Super Nintendo until the PlayStation came out, as I previously said. Um, and only because a friend of mine was willing to sell it to me or give it to me for really cheap. Um... And that kind of opened the floodgates for me. And then I, like, and then like within a few years, like I had a PS2. So that's how, like, into the PlayStation launch we were already in before I got my first video game console. I think the only console I've ever had on launch is the PS4. Um, I, I had a PS2 until like right up until the PS3 was halfway dead. Yeah. Oh, I had my PS2 forever. I think the PS2 is also the only console I ever bought at launch because I'm also thoroughly against spending that much money for anything. Yeah, like, I don't know, $400 for a console seems... $600 for a console, kiss my ass. Yeah, get fucked. Yeah, everybody get fucked. Um, well, I, I, I was one of the people who bought the Xbox One and the PS4 at launch with with both, like, with launch games for both consoles. So it cost me, like, over $1,000. Yeah, that's why you shouldn't buy consoles at launch, Alan. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you don't have any games for them. Um, so yeah, I played... I'm just going to just 
kind of use these sparingly, but like one of the first games I played on the PC was the original Duke Nukem, which is not a 3D shooter, uh, first-person shooter. It was a 2D side-scroller developed by Apogee. Apogee. Apogee, whatever. Um, who are now 3D Realms, I, I guess. Yeah. Um, they were Apogee from 1987 to 1986. Uh, I'm not really... Are they, are they still active? Yeah, they're still active. What are they doing? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. I want to say that... I want to say that... Uh, in May 2014, Three Realms, they were working on a new game called Bombshell. The game was released on May 20, uh, January 29th, 2016. I have heard nothing about that. What? Yeah. Um, well, but the original Duke Nukem is not violent. You fight robots. Um, the villain is... Uh, what's his name? Dr. Proton. Sounds like a Mega Man villain. Um, and it's lots of, like, fucking nuclear jokes. Um, I think power-ups are, like, radiation symbols. You shoot little green squiggly lasers. Uh, it's, it's old as fuck. It was released in 1991. Uh, and I don't even know what the original music sounded like, because I, I had, I think, this sound card we had, which is, like, it was from the mother, mother, from the motherboard. So it was just, like, lots of blips and beeps. Beeps and boops? Yep. Every time I jumped, it went blip. And then if it wasn't that, it was a game called Jill of the Jungle, which was a like a 2D platform puzzle game where you as a little uh, pixelated blonde girl in a fucking green rag uh, jump around some blocks and throw boomerangs. And this I played mostly at my dad's office because uh, even then at home, like, on the computer was restrictive. I couldn't do it all the time. Yeah, but that sounds like uh, uh, Vector Man. Uh, Vector Man's way cooler. <laughs> I, it's funny that we're talking about this because even on like PC, I was playing Sega games. Like, I had like I had this weird disc. I don't know where it came from or like who got it at my dad's house, but it's. It had a bunch of Sega games on it, like Genesis games, and I would just like play the shit out of like Sonic Two and Vector Man, all that. I think I also had that actually. Yeah. Did you? Uh, here's a question: Did you ever have the Sega Channel? No, I did not. I was too rich for my blood. I but knew two people who had the Sega Channel, and that was it. Too rich for my blood. Um. That's something, man, we probably have to do the whole episode on the Sega channel. Um, and then, uh, basically, how I got games was uh, shareware. It was just proprietary software. Uh, it was mostly just, like, discs that were either passed around. Uh, and when I say discs, uh, I mean floppy discs. Yeah. Not CDs. I didn't play a game of CD for a long time. I think one of the first CD games I played uh, was a game called, and I put it in the chat, I hope you watched it, Battle Beast. Oh yeah, yeah no, I watched the whole day. Yeah. And, <laughs> let me tell you how playing that game is that like. Is, that is a game. <laughs> Bad Beast I was a fighting game, if you want to, only because it is such, not because it's a good one. Um, it's a game where you play as little tiny cutesy animals who then transform into big, uh, jagged, spiky robots, and you fight each other. Uh, all while some kind of weird professor is using uh, mutated frogs to take over the planet. 
that's the plot of Battle Beast. Uh, and the controls were batshit insane. You can move with the keypad. Actually, no, you couldn't move the keypad. You had to move with, like, I think it was, like, letters I, J, K, and L on your computer. And the attack buttons were 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. So, just do me a favor and put your hands on your keyboard like that and see Holy how it shit. feels. <laughs> that is bad. I don't Try like playing a fighting game with that setup. It was impossible. There's a it's there's no there's a good reason why I never fixed it because it's it's just it's, it, one it's it's not responsive and shitty two because the control scheme was was broken. Um, so that was a lot of what I played like lots of Doom, lots of Wolfenstein, um, or Wolfenstein, whatever. Uh, that was basically what my initial entrance in like video games were. I I got it from like from afar like go to my friend's house and like they have a Nintendo. I'm like this is awesome. Uh, I just wanted one for so badly. I think I remember playing Duck Hunt for the first time, just being totally enamored. Uh, I'm not old enough to ever own, ever own an Atari like that. I'm not ancient. That's left yeah. before me. So, I'm the only one talking. What else? <laughs> um, I think another thing I will kind of attribute to my growing up with video games. Like, I had Nintendo 64, and I played the shit out of Nintendo. Like, when I say I, I've beaten that game so many times... Like, I feel like I could do that game frontwards and back. I could have done that game frontwards and back at one point in my life. Like, that, uh, Super Mario 64 and a Power Rangers game, I can't remember the name of. There was a Power Rangers game for N64? Yes. It was, I think it was SBD. The only one I ever played was, um, uh, the one for Super Nintendo. That's just fantastic all around. Uh, is that the Zord fighting one? No, that game's not great. Uh, it's the one where you basically you can pick between the Power Rangers and you go. It's like a little. Um... Oh, it's the beat 'em up, right? Yes, yes, so good. I've I've seen gameplay of that and it looks really good. It's really fun. The music is fantastic. Um, although what's funny is that even if you pick Kimberly and even if you transform it, like you pick Kimberly, you transform the Power Ranger. Everybody has the same body build, so you go from Kimberly, who is like designed as this very petite little girl, and you you. You you know transform and all of a sudden she's a very beefed up man. Because <laughs> all they did was palette swap the same model for the Power Rangers, um, and like she has these like massive biceps. She's swinging the bow and arrow instead of using it as a bow and arrow. It's really fun. Um, but yeah, it was like the like the Putty Patrol would jump at you and like some killed one hit, some took like three or four combos on them. Uh, the boss is really fun. Like the first boss is like a what the fuck that skeleton guy was in the show. Um, and like you fight him in three phases. Like first, you jump around the arena, and you hit him at times. He explodes and then puts himself back together, but he has no arms. And then he's just hopping around, blowing fireballs at you. And you beat him up again, and his body he blows up again, but he has no body. He's a floating head who's just spitting fireballs at you. Uh, well, go ahead. Um, back to Nintendo sixty four. Uh, that system, I think, like especially nowadays with the Switch and like. And like uh, the Wii U and all this, Nintendo, those are very specific. <laughs> like, like between Nintendo's missteps now and what they were, is crazy. I think the gap is so weird. It's 
They used to, they were king, and now they're kind of just, you know, they exist. They're there. They're just there, yeah. Like, and they're, and they're, the new console announcements are met with lots of, like, vile. Like, they're like, whatever. You're still just Nintendo. Like, Nintendo's gonna be Nintendo. Yeah, like... They don't want to adapt. They don't want to, like, truly ever evolve. Um, and they do lots of things that are stuck in the past. But, uh, I, when I did get my Super Nintendo, though, I played the holy shit out of the Mega Man X series. Yes. Up and down. Um, and I am not button matching this time, but somebody else is doing something that's noisy. Um, holy shit, you just, you just are, like, fucking awoke a memory within <laughs> being at my babysitter's house and us playing Mega Man. I can't, uh, the, the, the smell and taste of Cheez-Its instantly oh. takes me back to sitting in my basement as a kid just playing Mega Man X3. Like, holy fuck, that is such a memory I had forgotten. Yeah. Uh, uh, I remember that, that that babysitter specifically is the only place I ever got to play uh, NES because they had uh, no SNES. They had SNES, and we played uh, a, the Ninja Turtles like beat 'em up a lot. Uh, wait, wait, wait! For the NES or Super Nintendo? Super Nintendo. Oh, okay, so it was Turtles in Time. I would say if it was the NES version, like that Big Apple. Game. Three a.m. No, I love Turtles in Time. Yeah, not that the movie. Can't... That game was so good. Remember the terrible remake of it? That I got really excited for that turned out to be shit because, like, not only was it just not good, they took out, like, three or four levels of the original game. Yeah. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. And they made it all... Like, I was playing it, I was like, I'm like, I'm I'm done? What the fuck? Where'd the train level go? And it was basically and, 2D, 3D? That's fine. Like, gussied up. That's cool. But, like, preserve it. You, you know, there was no reason to take out a third of the game. Um, but I played that. I remember playing a lot of, um, oh, so much Street Fighter. Um, actually, when I was little, because I still had the Super Nintendo and I was still, like, you know, we just did not have newer consoles. Um, I was on a, a hunt, like a rabid, crazy, possessed hunt for a copy of Street Fighter Alpha 3 for Super Nintendo. And yes, it exists. Really? Yes, never found it. Never got my hands on it. And actually, the one time I went to um, my local video store, found it on the shelf, because I've been trying to go there like all the time to get it. I found it, rented it, brought it home. The, the cover, the box, said Street yeah. Fighter Alpha 3. The cartridge said Street Fighter Alpha 3. I booted up. Bootleg I, shit right there. I booted up. It's Street Fighter 2, the World Warrior. That is some bootlegger <laughs> shit right there. Yeah, I was so fucking mad. Um, and no, it it does exist. I'm gonna Google it right now. Um, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, totally exists. Um, never got my hands on it. Ever, ever. And, and now getting you know, seeing it for you know, uh, Alpha three, Alpha two. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, it was like this. I was I was crazy about it. it like that, and like when I finally got a P, uh, PS one. Um, I was crazy on the hunt for Dragon Ball GT Final Bout, and that thing was nowhere to be found, ever. But, uh, yeah, that's my, that's some of the shit I played. I was, I was crazy about the game, but I did play a lot of Street Fighter 2, like Turbo, I think. Um, oh, Killer Instinct, that was the other fighting game I played to death. Do, do you guys have any memories of, like, arcades, like... Yes! Oh, God, I love... I wish arcades were not as dead as they are because there's really no environment like it. So in New Hampshire, we have um, 
I believe it's the biggest arcade in in New Hampshire, in America right now. It's called Flat. Oh yeah. And, oh man, now you ran back memories of me watching Kim Kong. Yeah, no. Fun Spot is uh Wait, I live... is Fun Stop that's the place where was that the place where Billy Mitchell I Pac Man? It might be, I'm not sure. I do know that they, their arcade is still running, and like I have very fond memories of playing. Of stand, they have a, I had to stand on a stool to play Rampage. That's so small, and like those, just that that place is such a, it's such a time capsule. I think for all yes. lot of people here. Um, I there's a pinball. See, and what's fortunate about living in Vegas is that everything out here, eventually, if you go, like, if you travel far enough, you'll find a place that's committed to a novelty. Really? And, yes. Out here, we have the Pinball Museum. And the Pinball Museum is not as much as a museum, as much as an arcade disguised as a museum, where we have several different, like, dozens and dozens and dozens of old licensed pinball machines, like Terminator 2, Adam's Family, stuff like that. Um, and, like, every, for, like, for every few arcade machines, like, uh, pinball machines, there's a classic arcade game like Simpsons, X-Men, Turtles, um, uh, all kinds of stuff like that. And then we had a bar out here for a while that was called Insert Coin that got shut down because it was just it turned out to be scummy as fuck. That had it was a bar that turned became kind of clubby that had like a whole wall of classic arcade games. Galaga, Street Fighter, um, uh, Final Fight, uh, Simpsons, X-Men, all kinds of stuff. But there are still arcades out here, too, uh, and they have little classic corners, but, like, most arcades you go into nowadays are, like, there's 15 machines that are all gun-based and several that you dance on. That's it. Yeah, like, I feel like DDR machines could probably single-handedly keep most arcades alive, right? Uh-huh. Like, they are insanely popular. And I'm guilty of it. I go in there, I jump in one every time I see one. I'm not good at it, but I'll do it. Yeah, you got to. You got um, a while. But, like, new, ar- I don't know, new arcades, are, like, you go and you find a new arcade machine, you're like, I didn't know this existed, and you play it, you're like, that was impossible, and only designed to take a dollar fifty from me. Which is how expensive some arcade machines are now. Yeah, uh, well, I had a, I had a point I was going to make. I kind of wish arcades wouldn't die. I feel like they're, they're necessary. Because, like, we need that kind of that kind of preservation of like the, See, the, the problem with me is that I like who would be feeling who would be residing in our arcades gamers and you know who I don't want to be around anymore gamers yeah yeah that's true I don't too. want to be around gamers anymore I've I've had enough of nerds I hate I don't want to I don't want to fucking run into the heavy set chin bearded uh, neck bearded guy who's going to uh one, be creepy to the nearest female, and two, uh, be an elitist scumbag. So, Also, oh, fuck, we didn't talk about our fan zone. Uh, them adding a second screen to Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. They, they added a second screening to the female-only thing. Because Wait, a, a, sec- a second because a second a guy screening bought... of all guys? No, no, yeah, no. No, a second screening of all women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right, because the first one sold out, because, you know... Yeah, Women, life, Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. Um, yeah. Why? That's also just, well. Like, I don't know. If you put me to get like an arcade full of like gamers in the nineties, I'd be like, these are my people. You put me yeah. in a room now full of like modern gamers, I'd be like, get me out of here. 
Yeah, what the fuck? One of these YouTubers is going to tell me uh, something really offensive, and I want to leave. I, I feel like I would just feel like I'm in, like, a Steam forum or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's like IG in the comment section. Glad I'm up here. Um, but as far as, like, what else I played growing up, like, as soon as I got uh, PS2, like, every, I just got everything moved forward, like, breakneck pace. Um, but when I got uh, one of the first games I played on a PlayStation before I owned one uh, was Resident Evil, the first one. Yes, yeah. I have very fond memories of my shit. I have never been as terrified playing game as I was playing Resident Evil. Because I always seen, like, I'd seen, like, I've seen maybe a commercial for it, and I've seen uh, like magazine ads for it and stuff like that. Like this game looks petrified. Um, had no idea what I was getting into, and the first time that dog jumps to the window, I turned the game off. I remember I have vivid memories of watching my stepbrother play that game, and like in in in, in our in my house, my childhood home, uh, their room was in the basement, so like it adds to like the atmosphere of it. Yep, so, that's where I played. That's why first time I played Resident Evil, I was in a basement. Yeah, so it makes everything ten times scarier. Yep. Um, I would play uh, Doom at night whenever I get the chance to. Which isn't as much scary as it's just more intense. Um, except those fucking imps. Fuck those little brown pieces of shit. Uh, Alan, you're behind this, this episode. Um, yeah, Alan, what, what, did you, what did you grow into? What do you mean by that? What do you what did what did you grow up with? I mean, say I didn't mean to say grow into. Yeah, I'm like, what I do you? I grew into bang. I didn't know the, I didn't know the PlayStation until I was a man. Uh, the earliest, my earliest gaming memory is playing the Lion King game on Super Nintendo. Oh, fuck. Wow. Whoa, that game's hard as fuck. <laughs> yeah, and... But I was a child... Like, I was a kid. I I had... I, I wasn't mad when I kept... I didn't get mad when I, when I died multiple times. No, as I got older, the more I, the more I realized that a lot of the games that, like, I would look back on, I'm like, yeah, I didn't beat that when I was little. I'm like... And then in the back of my head, I'm like, yeah, because it was impossible. Like the Lion King, or yeah, Out of This World. It. Oh fuck! Out of this, <laughs> there's or, there or is Aladdin. no game. Aladdin was hard as shit too. All the Disney games were. Out of this world, though, Out of This World is punishing because it's basically just like, it's almost like quick time events before there's quick time events. Okay. Uh, yeah. Because we're it didn't so, tell you what the fuck to do. Have any of you played Aladdin? Yes, I just mentioned That's... Aladdin. Okay. Which, which version's better? Sega Genesis or SNES? Uh, That's hard. I, I genuinely think it's SNES. I mean, not, not SNES, uh, the, um... Didn't the Genesis have better sound? Yes. Yeah, and that was kind of integral to the whole process. Um... Yeah, this argument gets brought up all the time, and I think, generally, the Sega is the one that's deemed to be the better version of it. I'm actually looking at a side-by-side thing right now. But, I like that game. But going back I, to what I was saying. Oh, yeah, hands down the Genesis version looks and sounds a lot better. Yeah, like... The, SN- know, the, the SNES version looks like it's old as fuck. I, ha- I had I didn't have a lot of uh, Super Nintendo games. The ones I had 
or I there was a um there was a brick and mortar uh shop where I used mm -hmm. to go to get haircuts when I was a little kid. Yeah. Called Eminem Video, and they had they were they had you could, you could rent games from there as well. You could rent what? Oh, you went and got your haircut at this place? No, 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 it was it was right next to the place I got haircuts. Oh, I thought it was like a, it was a barber slash game shop. I'm like, I'm oh sorry, no, explain this to me again. Um, I would rent that. Actually, that's the, that's the first place. That's how I got into Kotor. Actually, I they had it there. I had no I. I had no idea. I never played uh, an RPG before. One of the first RPGs I ever played, I think, was... <sighs> it's going to be a weird, impenetrable reference for some. Shining of the Holy Ark for Sega Saturn. Damn. Yes. <laughs> My friend of mine had Sega Saturn, and I, I fell in love with that console like immediately, because it was the first time I'd like, gotten to sit down and like really kind of pal around with, like, a... Uh, uh, 3D Fighters, uh, Virtual Cop, uh, Virtual Cop 1 and 2 are fucking fantastic, I don't care what anybody says, um, cause there's, there's, like, House of the Dead is kind of like that experience, but Virtual, Virtual Cop is this weird light gun game where, like, an enemy pops up, and then a massive targeting reticle slowly zooms in on them, and then if it turns red, they shoot you, and you have an unnatural amount of time to shoot these people. You could check your watch and probably take a piss in the time this takes the thing to line up. And then what's what would be the I guess the one the challenge of the game is like civilians are up and you tr you have to try not to shoot them. Um, but the problem is they acted like no civilian would ever in real life. Where it's a gunfight, like there's live gunfire and a civilian pops out from their hiding place and goes, "No, oh, don't shoot me!" <laughs> <laughs> and waves their arms around. Yeah. <laughs> Um, same thing, kind of, like, House of the Dead's kind of similar, where, like, you're running it through, and, like, all of a sudden, like, a white lab-clad person runs out from their hiding place, and you accidentally shoot them. But I'm sorry, you startled me. Like, I have a gun. But, <laughs> going back to, uh, Super Nintendo, I, the games I played were either good or horrible. Like, Shaq See, through. when I'm little... Uh, see, okay, here's the thing. When I was little, I didn't have a gauge for good and bad. So to me, Shaq Fu was awesome. I... I mean, Shaq Fu's impressive from a technical standpoint. I like, could never get past... Look at those animations I, now, and they're fucking crazy. I could never win a single fight in Shaq Fu. Then, and now. What's weird is, like, Shaq Fu, I think both di both versions are completely different. As far as how they're structured. I'm pretty sure, like, this one one version has, like... Four less characters than, than the other one does. I can't remember which one it is, but yeah, that game is basically impossible, especially like when you play story mode because you play as Shaq and Shaq is the worst character in that game. Yeah. Uh, everybody else is much cooler, uh, but it is it, 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 it's kind of a dreadful fighting game. It looks cool, like Hunter just said. Yeah. Another game, uh, Earthworm Jim. Oh yes. Talk about visually impressive. That game looks great today. Yeah, I'm. I really miss that game. Playing that game, uh, and there will never be anything like it again because there just there just won't be it's that kind of 
that kind of experience doesn't exist anymore. I would say like Psychonauts and stuff like that is like close, and maybe a uh, Rayman. That's kind of about it, though. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys ever heard of this, but Clay Fighter. I love Clay Fighter. Clay Fighter, yeah, man, that's a. Clay Fighter is kind of shit. Um, also has probably the worst theme song ever. Clay, Clay Fighter, Clay Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did play. I, I played sure. games that were based in that kind of claymation thing. I played a. Oh damn it! What was it called? You just, you play as basically just like a blue clay ball that kind of just rolls left and right. Whoa! Uh, fuck. Yep. You know what I'm talking about. Is it like putty or something like that? Yeah, I think it is putty. Like or something to that extent, and like you can transform into different things. Yeah, and you could like you could like stretch and like. Yes. I can't. I'm struggling with the name of it. Um, yeah, it's just called Putty. Super Putty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I played that. Uh, lots of Clay Fighter. Uh, oh, I also played a game. More. This is more computer game talk. Um, I had a puzzle adventure game for the PC called The Neverhood. And it is awesome. Uh, it's probably one of the most visually impressive uh, games of that time. It's super imaginative. Um, and the story is drugs. It's, it's, oh, I remember it's, this, ga- this game. The Neighborhood? Yes. The Neighborhood is fucking awesome. Uh, and it is hard. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's not hard in the sense that, like, because there's one place in the game you can die, and as it said in the instruction manual, it's clearly marked, and it is. It's, it's a literal drain at the bottom of the world, and says, do not go in. Danger. You will die. Um, and then if you... And then if you click on it, your character looks at it, looks the signs, takes a big step back, and jumps down. And then it pans out to the actual Neverhood world, floating in the middle of space. You see your character go, <laughs> and fall into the void of space. Uh, yeah, game's fantastic. I love that game to death. And it's all claymation. Uh, it's all done by hand. It's really good. Uh, but I, I wish we had more clay games. I think they were supposed to have a successor to the neighborhood recently, but I don't know if it ever came to came to fruition. The uh, uh, s- I the after uh, like a year, t- a couple of years, I then got a, a Nintendo sixty four, but or I, it was more of a, uh, a either no, it was a Hanukkah present. Sorry, I took a break. I, I kept hearing screaming. It's my Spanish neighbors are being very loud. <laughs> like, I'm indoors, and it sounds like they're outside my window. Uh, I, uh, of all the games, I, I just had to be a kid and chose a Rugrats game to get. Uh, I've never touched any of those games. Yeah. I did have, um... What, what else did I play on Super Nintendo? I was totally hooked to. Um... Like, I did say Mega Man X. I played a lot of Super Mario World, but like I was never, I was never in love with Super Mario World or the Super Mario games. Um, I was very much addicted to Kirby's uh, All Star Kirby. Remember it was uh, the one that had like it was like four games in one. Oh uh, yeah, All Star Kirby. Kirby All Star, I think it is. Yeah, fucking great. That uh, it was like two different mini games. It was uh, one of them was a samurai dueling mini game where basically it's like you and the competing player to press a button. Fast another one, and like your kid, like it was like you duel and then like you slash the other one real fast. Uh, and the other one was um, basically a big Kirby up version of Tetris, but you basically slam a bunch of buttons and fill the meter and and do these little punches on the ground. 
uh, and whoever filled the meter high enough did a stronger punch. I think, like, depending on how strong your punch was, it would pan out and show the whole planet cracking in half. Yeah, I remember watching a, uh, Hey, Ash, what you're playing when they were doing that. They, wait, they did that? Yeah, uh... Oh, I gotta watch that. Ash and Papa, Papa Birch, they were, uh... They were... It's The episode started off with Anthony hearing, like, earthquake sounds. <laughs> and it was just them, like, chopping bricks or wood. And then uh, Papa, B, Papa Birch does uh, chops a, a cement one and it shows this, this screenshot from the or this part from the game where the earth had too. Yeah, um, you could do that multiple times at match too. Um, I'm, I was more of a fan of Kirby than Mario. I'm still not crazy about Mario. Um, I did play Mario All-Star just because I like Mario 2 a lot. I know nobody else does. Doki Doki Panic uh, Mario 2 or Lost Levels? Yes, Doki Doki Panic. It's fine. It's fine. I'm... It's serviceable. A game uh, that... and, and Luigi's fun to play as because he can basically fly. Yeah. Another game I played on Super Nintendo was... That, I, that doesn't get much love. Tiny Toon Adventures. I think I remember having that. I do want to go back to Out of This World for a second because I think Out of This World was something that was very technically ahead of its time. Because it was sort of, kind of polygony, a little bit, um, and it was completely unconventional because it wasn't like there was no life bar, there was no standard game conventions. Um, it was a straight kind of, uh, like I said, almost quick time events, but you, almost Dragon Larry, uh, in that you could be killed horribly if you are not fast enough at a certain thing. And you basically, it's this, like, computer guy, or, like, tech guy, like, has his, like, I don't know what he's doing, but the plot of it is, like, you just get sucked into this different dimension through, like, a hole in your wall, and you basically have to just do this, like, this mad dash to the end to try to get out of there, and it's insane. And you can be killed in really terrible ways. I think you can be mauled by a big old monster at the beginning. Uh, if you get shot by one of the lasers in the, in the game, you literally turn into a skeleton and just turn into ash. I did have one of the original Dragon's Lair games, too, and that game is hard as fuck. And I'm not talking about the animated one, the uh, the kind of the, the FMV version I'm talking about. It was, it was a 2D platformer called uh, Dragon's Lair, and it was impossible. Much like, uh, what was it, Ghouls and Goblins? Ghosts and Goblins? Ghouls and Ghosts? Ghosts and Goblins. There we go, yeah. Um... I played maybe 10 minutes of Ghosts and Goblins and was like, no thanks! Uh, and was not a Castlevania kid for some reason. I think I had it once, but was not super yeah. into it like other people were. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, it's, I was, I was the, probably the biggest May, Mega Man X fan that I knew of at the time. Save for one other person. And I really thought Zero was a girl for a long time. But how can you not? Long hair and the green the green thing on his chest look like boobs. Yeah, like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Very feminine. Um, what was I going to say? Fuck. Uh, I feel like my real, like, this Genesis and then Genesis 4 were kind of like, 
those were my childhood, but I didn't really, really start getting heavy into gaming until the GameCube came around. Because that's the first time, really, I felt like I started following game development. The, the GameCube was the first time my mother finally embraced the idea of, like, me and my brother having game consoles. Because, like, when I got my PS2, he got his GameCube. And, like, that was unheard of for our fam- for my family. Like, not, the, one of us having a game console was nutty as it was. Two of us having a game console was... It is out of madness! Yeah, it's nuts. And then it snowballed from there, because, like, at some point, I got an Xbox... Um, and then, so then me and my brother had all three consoles. We basically traded it off. Like, I put the GameCube, I take the GameCube, he put, I take the PS2, like, uh, I think the Xbox almost didn't really move too much, because why would you move that fucking Gargantuan's console? I have a funny story about... I want to move the Xbox, but I don't want to work. I have a funny story about, uh, an Xbox surviving, or that had, that was just an Xbox miracle. I have a story about an Xbox dying, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you mean everyone who bought an Xbox 60? Oh, no, I mean my, my original died. Oh, rip. Uh, so I wake up one morning, and I'm like, I don't want to go, and I felt like I did not want to go to school. This was before I got diagnosed with autism. And anxiety. Or... Severe anxiety. So, so just like, you know, standard every day, don't want to do it. Yeah, and I had missed the, missed the bus because there was a certain point where we, the bus would could be heard going by the house. So my mom picked up my Xbox, opened the door, and it, it, there was like a thunderstorm the previous day. Oh, God. She threw it in a puddle of water. I went out and got it, brought it back in, and it still worked. That is insane, because I had a modded Xbox console, uh, the original one, and it was uh, awesome. Uh, my sister's boyfriend at the time modded it for me. And, uh, he, like, when I booted it up, an episode of Red vs. Blue was my desktop app. Really? Yeah, so it would just play in the background while I was just diddling about, like, on the, on the, uh, on the dashboard. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and he loaded up uh, the Punisher onto the hard drive. Yeah. And so I could just boot that up anytime I wanted to, and I could play burn discs. Uh, I could put movies on if I wanted to. And then I think, I can't remember how, but the hard drive just crashed one day. Oh, that Yep, it was irreparable. I couldn't fix it. That is the worst. Yep. Fact. Um, I, had a, I had a few modded consoles. What did I have? I had... um. I soldered wires into my PS1 uh, to mod it. Uh, also, with I did it to my friend's console, too. Um, and then for the PS2, I actually ordered uh, these little plastic pieces from Japan uh, that you could stick into the where the disc went, and it would basically trick the system into, I think, it did something to the laser, where like when you put a, regular, like, when you put a non-PS2 disc in, the laser stopped reading it at some yeah. point. And what this would do, I don't know how I can't. I don't know how the logistics of it worked. It would trick the laser into just keep reading the disc, so I could play imported games and burn games, and that's how I pl- I, I played the the bejesus out of Fire Pro Wrestling Returns from Japan. Jesus Christ! Yeah. How did you um, read the menus? Huh? How did you read the menus? Oh yeah, funny you mentioned that. Okay, here's the thing. 
when I say I played Fire Wrestling Pro uh, Return from Japan, here's what I had to do to play that. I had to order the original disc. I had to I had to install these little these little plastic pieces in my console. So I and then I had to make a copy of the disc. With um and then with Pro Action Replay, <laughs> this is where it gets really complicated. Um download a game save from the internet that would translate all the uh all the menus into English. Yeah. And come preloaded with like five hundred creator wrestlers. Whoa, okay. <laughs> so oh, like uh I could load this game up and have like the entire at the time WWE roster in the game. Connor awesome. Connor, how far are you into the whole best friends uh like podcast? Uh not really. Look up after we're done with this episode. Look up Wooly buys an Xbox. Oh my god, this is the best story. Yeah, it's <laughs> It's so funny. It's maybe one of the... That, that is, like, second to uh, Madden Town. That dude he buys the Xbox from is a fucking great character. <laughs> so great. He's like, hey, maybe do you think you want to uh, pl- do play some multiplayer games sometime? And... Ouch. I do, I've, seen the, I've seen the animated gag where uh, it's, it's What's-His-Face, it's 360 bag. Oh, yeah, he's like, come it's on, fine. it's it's a fire, it's bag. You put things in it. Leave me alone. The Xbox three three sixty has a good system. It plays games. <laughs> the Game Boy Advance is fine. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. Leave me alone. I love that bit. Um, no, I'm still working my way through their stuff. I listen to a lot of their podcast bits on uh, on YouTube. Um, I think, um, who's the Canadian one? They're, they're all, all yeah, they're all Canadian. They're all Canadian. The redheaded one. Uh, Liam. Pat? Pat, uh, yeah, oh yeah, Pat. Easily my favorite. That is amazing. Yeah, when it plus fun fun fact, like like history of Jim Hunter, in the comedy button Facebook group, I Connor uh, Hunter said based on my profile pic that I look like Pat. <laughs> I can see that. You know what's funny is I probably came across like you, Arlen, and a few other people in the county button group while I was there briefly, and Hunter was the only one that left an impression. <laughs> <laughs> only because I was, yeah, like, fascinated I, I, with, like, Hunter's immediate apparent memory. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fucking Same. cartoon character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now, here the fuck we are. Um, don't have a whole lot. We're coming up in our hour here. Anybody else have anything they really kind of dove into in their little... Uh, yeah. Yo, actually, real quick. No, I never owned a Game Boy. Never had one. One never, of my... had a game... never had a Game Boy. The fuck, man? <laughs> Are you even living right now? I, I did get to borrow one a few times and play Pokemon. Fucking Game Boys are the most amazing. Uh, and I borrowed a... I believe it was Game Boy Color at the time. Did you... I think play... I had I had an... Ex- uh, what was it? Did you ever play any of the Mega Man... Uh... Any of the Mega Man games on Game, game Boy, like Game Boy Advance? You talking like Battle Net, like that? Yeah. No. I had, I did have a um, Nintendo DS. Was it a DS? Maybe. Okay, I don't. Um, yeah. I don't remember. Uh, I think it was a yeah, the DS, um, the original DS, and I had a, a Mega Man Zero on that, and absolutely hated it. <laughs> hated it so much. So I was like, I was like, this isn't Mega Man X. What is this? 
Uh, yeah, never had a never had a handheld console. Um, never owned an original NES. Uh, never owned a Sega console. And I'm still to this day still looking to buy a Sega Saturn. Just haven't really found the time to go get one yet. I know where to get one in town, like at a store nearby. I could walk to. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a classic video game. It's called Video Game Repair, and he will sell not he will sell old consoles and fix new and old ones. That's why I said in Vegas, if you go far enough, you'll find what you're looking for. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, he has a little display case of, like, a, you can buy, like, a Sega Saturn off him. You can buy a Dreamcast. You can buy a, an Atari. I think last time I went in there, I was like, how much is Saturn? He was like, 45 bucks. I was like, I'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> never have never have I gone. Uh, when I was about 10, I want to say. Or, no, it was... I think I was about around nine or ten. I between three and oh four, sometime. No, no, it was February two thousand four. I I got for my birthday an X, X, an original Xbox, and basically went the. Complete uh, one, did a complete 180 and chose to pl- chose like I said in the, in the begin in our first episode or our test episode chose to yep. play only Star Wars wrestling and James Bond games. Wow, there's uh there's a lot of the first two categories there. There are really none of the last category there. <laughs> there's I mean, like four. there's and only one of them are good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, actually, uh, I have a, a funny... It's not really directly related to gaming, but it's just growing up with games. Um, one of my favorite things my mother would do as a form of punishment would be to take my console away. Like, if I if I got a C in my report card, I was grounded. Um, which was a lot, because at some point in school, I just... In, in, like, grade school, I just stopped giving a shit. Um, and then fall, follow me all the way to high school. Um, but my mom would take my console away. But from was, for her, not me, because this was very advantageous for me. We had a attic that linked from uh, the second floor where my mother's room was around the front of the house on the interior to my sister's room. And you could just go into my sister's side of the uh, house, crawl through, open it from my mom's side, and take the console and bring it downstairs. (laughs) And my mom would work. My mom would work from like 11 a.m. till fuck all in the morning because she was a restaurant manager. Um, So like... She, like she'd like go to work. I come home from school, walk upstairs, take my PS2 back, go downstairs, play games for a few hours, bring it back upstairs. And she never knew. I think one day she found out, like actually I got even craftier. Um, she took my console away, and my friend had left his old there. He's like, he's like whatever, you can just use it. I'm like okay. So I hid it under like a pillow, and uh, she came home early one day, and there I am playing the console. And she's like, what the fuck? Takes it, brings it upstairs, sees my console sitting there, and she's even more confused. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "Who's is this?" I was like, "I played the fifth. I played the one fifty four fifth. I'm gonna get cut." Uh, yeah, that happened all the time. I also, remember the first time my dad saw me playing Resident Evil Three. Um, he had a moment where he just forgot who he was because it's the same man who introduced me to Doom. Um, I was playing Resident Evil Three, and like the first time, like I shot a zombie. He's like. What is this trash? He's like, this is so violent. I don't want this in my house. I was like, Dad, let me watch Predator when I was a young boy. 
don't have, you don't have a leg to stand on here. <laughs> yeah, my parents were super like it. Like I said, they were very anti. Well, my dad not so much, but uh, my mom was super anti video game. Um, it wanted nothing to do with it. Um, and like thought the Power Rangers were too violent for me, which is laughable. That's interesting. Yes, my mom's an interesting lady. I get like I said, I whenever she does a Facebook post, I'm like I am shocked to death that she even knows how we work Facebook. Because I think she still has a flip phone. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, still has a flip phone. Um, and like if I said like I think I was talking to her one day, I was like I was like yeah I host a few podcasts. She's like what's that? I'm like it's like internet radio. She's like like FM radio. I was like no, <laughs> not at all. We don't play music. <laughs> what are you even talking about music? Um, but I think we are winding down. We're also all fucking exhausted, especially me, because this is this has been a long weekend of podcast tomfoolery. We have done us three have been on. This is our third episode in two days of recording stuff, and this is the fourth recording session for me in two days. Yeah, Hunter's uh, fucking burnt out. Probably. Right. <laughs> I sound less fried than you two, though. You, Alan, sounds like he's falling asleep. Ugh. I guess we can wrap. We're just about hitting the hour mark. Um, I'm not opposed to that. It is also probably late for you guys, too. So, Yeah, it's past 1130. Yeah. Well, it is 8 here. I'm still primed and ready. My night's not over. I gotta play some Dark Souls. Um, yeah, so this has been the coming-of-age episode of Video Game Hour. I'm Connor McGarry. You can follow me on Twitter at Wesker Commander. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Davenport. You can find my writing on the Haro. Um, anything else you want to plug, Alan? Uh, you can find. Well, do you want to do so, a bit of news? Nah, I'm good. I, I really am. Like when I say I'm burnt out, I'm burnt out. Well, I'll I'll mainly just I'll just do the one that is really it's the most important, and that is Far Cry Five. Far Cry 5, motherfuckers. Far Cry 5, get to kill white supremacists. Yay! That's really all there is to say at this point. There's a trailer, and that's about it. Well, there's more. Uh, you, you're, you'll take on the role of a junior deputy in Hope County, Montana, where you become embroiled in an intended takeover of the county by the project at Eden's Gate, a doomsday cult. Hmm. So... Players will have to form Still, their own resistance it, while being cut off from the outside world. Then you fight across the farms, forests, mountains, and rivers of Montana. Playable vehicles will include American muscle cars, big rigs, ATVs, boats, and planes. Pla- b- planes? But yeah. if I'm trapped, that I can just leave. <laughs> no, once you're once you get once you get in the fight, you're fucking in the fight. Yeah. Yeah, but if you give me an air, okay. Let's let's hypothetically. And the if fight- I'm in a state, and I'm like, I'm like, crap. I'm trapped in this area where I could die. And someone's like, "There's an airplane over there." I'd be like, "Bye." I'm out. Uh, this part. I'm going this, to Cali. This is the part where it gets even crazier. The junior deputy, a right to survive, will also be able to recruit human and animal groups, guns and fans for hire, respectively to aid in combat. So you can get... There was a shot in the trailer of a bear about to maul someone. 
or are you, or you're actually driving you're driving past a bear about to maul someone. You're saying I can have animal sidekicks? Yeah. Should I take my money? Fuck! Give me Beastmasters again? <laughs> Hell yes. They must have learned uh, something from Primal. That's a watch I still haven't played. But, uh, alright, for real, let's close now before we get up on a tangent. Yeah. Yeah, you can find my new story of Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale Episode 2 re- release date and more on Far Cry 5. On the horror. The horror. All right, and that was uh, episode four. I don't lose, I don't keep track. Episode uh, four. The, yes, so the video game hour, and we'll see you guys next week. Fuck X Men Apocalypse. X Men Destiny. There we go. Oh damn! That's see, two. this is the problem of recording two shows back to back where we have very similar close comments. Uh, all right, bye.